welcome back. Thanks for joining us at the Blacksmith Podcast. This is part two of three episodes titled Engineering Journey. It highlights practical lessons and insights into the engineering profession. This episode in particular highlights the challenges of navigating college and transitioning into working life. Our panel members are contributors of the show. Let's quickly meet them. My, my name is Chris Evans. Um, I'm a senior project manager uh, for a global manufacturing company. Hello, I'm Juwan Williams. I'm a new product engineer. I've been doing that now for five years. Farron Rucker, I'm an electronics engineer and I work for uh, Navair Naval Aviations and uh, the weapons division. My name is Jason. Um, I'm a process engineer. Uh, with a biopharmaceutical company, and I've been doing this now for at this company for two years, ten years, and all. And my name is Abel. I currently work as an automation support engineer in a genetic testing facility. So once again, thank you for joining us. This episode picks up from part one, where we were discussing our lessons and experience from engineering school. Go on. What, what, what did you major in? I have a, a bachelor's degree in engineering. So at the time, ECU wasn't ABET accredited. So you got an engineering degree when you graduated. Now they are ABET accredited. So when you graduate, you actually get a mechanical engineering degree. But at the time, I graduated with a degree in engineering with a concentration in mechanical engineering and industrial and systems engineering. So it was dual concentration. Okay, that's good, man. And, and I like your story. When I, when I first started school, you know, your, your pathway was the pathway the counselors told me. Listen, stay focused. Make sure <laughs> make sure you 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 get some some uh, internships and so on <laughs> and so forth. And <laughs> and I was like, you know, my first year I was like, bet I could do this. You know, like, you know, I have this little computer science class, no problem. And then I got um statics and dynamics and that dream went out the window. <laughs> Dynamics is brutal. As soon as they start moving, or you could just leave them still. Hey, look, that's like that's the class that determines whether or not you really want to be an engineer. Like, if you can get through that one, then yeah, you're really into it. The crazy part, though, is like as I I have done some um, some looking in the in the. you know, more current state. And I look at some of the questions and I actually don't even know why it was so hard then. Like, cause it doesn't seem hard now, you know? No, it doesn't. It's all uh, about perspective. <laughs> it's like back then though. Like you have that in yeah. five or six other courses. Other competing things. Um, yes. It's something that's, that's interesting as we're talking about how everyone has a different path and you can end up in the same place. It's, it's crazy to like even sit here, you know, and say it myself, but also we're talking to, to Juwan. He's saying, you know, there's 3.999971, whatever it is, <laughs> um, that even he looks back with that great level of success, becoming the first person in your family to graduate, graduating with that status dual major he looks back on it and he thinks i could have done it better you know what i mean yeah yeah. like it's it's crazy to think of um and i think we all kind of kind of feel that way when you do something 
I was on the other side of the, the spectrum of uh, getting to, to college, to undergrad and having the new uh, freedoms and, you know, a level of maturity that just, you know, was like a lot of 18 year olds and uh, not fully where it needed to be. And so um, having had the academic success that I had had in, in high school and kind of picked up on towards the end of high school to the place where, you know, I, I literally could have graduated high school early, but for some reason opted not to. It was not one of my brighter choices. So, you know, I was kind of on this, I was used to going to, to class, not really having to um, put as much effort in to study and to, um, you know, be successful, maybe not taking notes as, as much. And um, obviously, you know, dealing with a different type of curriculum and, and stuff. And so um, suddenly I'm thrust into, to, you know, an environment where I have a lot of freedoms I didn't previously have. And the immaturity um, kind of led me down a path of not um, not going to class, not doing schoolwork the way that I needed to <clears throat> And even, you know, losing some portion of grades due to low attendance. And so I was to the extent that, you know, after my first uh, semester in, in undergrad, which, you know, not too labor intensive, I was finding myself in a situation of being on academic probation, right? And that was like a really big wake up call it was almost like a surreal experience. And even now, if I think back to it, it doesn't even feel like it happened. It's like, did that really happen? And so for the first time in my life, I, I found my uh, back like really against the wall. Right. And for some reason, you know, that was just the place that put me in the right headspace. So I had to kind of go back to the drawing board and say, you know, this isn't working. This is unsustainable. You know, I, I got to get it together. Right. The, the stakes are very high. And so over time, I uh, recouped and started to you know, get my act together and whatnot. And I ended up taking summer classes as well and got my first college A's actually in, in summer school. And then that just kind of started to to fuel me that success and propelled me to be more of a, a student in, of Juwan's uh, caliber in the, the later years of, of college. So in sophomore and, and junior year to senior year. So I could actually was able to, at a point in time, pinpoint, uh, you know, a, a time frame when I was going around looking for um, internships and, and jobs after post-grad, where I had like a three, five, you know, from in some of the higher level courses to, to compensate for, you know, for the, the early mishaps, right? And, you know, all it takes is, is a few of those. So definitely interesting to see the the, the journeys, the different journeys of how you all kind of get to the same place. And um, I think, um, I'm not sure who has said it before, but, you know, when you walk into the building and you have that, you know, degree or whatever it is, no one really knows like the journey, you know what I mean? They just see the person with the qualifications and capability to do the job. And if you were to share some of that with uh, some of the people you interact and work with now, that someone would probably be really shocked. Like, it's like, what, you you had that issue or you, that was your journey? Wow, I, I never would have saw it, you know? Yeah, okay, we were talking about journeys and I completely forgot a very important part of of mine that, that was different so yes there was a car piece and problem solving and all of that but i was also a hooper like i, I told <laughs> kind of kind of missed that but like i was um yeah hooping like my dad was an all-american for uh actually bell and bakersfield uh colleges out here and um so yeah i've been hooping since i was like in league since i was seven or eight and so that was also a huge part of it, it was like okay you're gonna 
you know, I played AAU. I got, uh, I had two scholarships to, uh, again, I was homeschooled, but I got to, uh, I got invited to Nike camps. I played against N1. I uh, played in an NCAA, uh, like all-star t- tournament and stuff. I got to do some pretty cool things. And my pivot in school was kind of like secondary. Like, okay, I'm going to do like the, like engineering, I'm, I'm problem solving, cool. But I got injured one at a particular junior college. I ended up uh, going to junior college and got a scholarship there. And uh, the other schools just didn't didn't make sense to me at the time. And uh, yeah, I got an injury. And then I switched full-time uh, academic and really focused. And that's when my scholarship started. And then uh, I switched from athletic scholarships to an academic scholarship. And then that's when I uh, uh, transitioned to ECU engineering after uh, after all that. So, um, but yeah, I to- totally agree with everyone in regards to you know, we all had different kind of different journeys, but we had kind of the same result. Uh, and then in school, I was working, you know, I was, I was married and you know, I had a kid. Wait, let, me, let me jump in there before before you jump into that. Like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I want no one on the call to think that because he's talking slow, that my boy wasn't a baller. He was insane <laughs> on the court. <laughs> I was like, no, he doesn't. If 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 he's as smooth talking as he can ball, man, I'm gonna take this dude. And that didn't but boy, can ball. <laughs> yeah, continue. So you started ECU, and oh, then yeah. uh, you got married. Yeah, you got married yeah. early. Yeah, 22, 23. Um, yeah, it was it was a bit a bit early. So. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I loved hooping. I loved hooping. And then I switched academic. I uh, was working two jobs in school and full time and, you know, was married. And uh, it was a lot. It was a lot. So um, uh, for me. And so, you know, finish up school. I my first my first job out of school, um, I really needed to focus on electrical troubleshooting like it was like i want to do electrical troubleshooting i need to like that was my craft so i accepted a position where i worked with circuit boards for like two years like i went through hundreds uh, if not close to a thousand circuit boards trying to work on my craft like okay this some of the stuff doesn't make sense i want to troubleshoot i want to be really good at it and so i was and then uh i transitioned to the company i work for now which I've been with for the umbrella for five or six years. And uh, yeah, just really work on my craft. So I, I had an opportunity to work on uh, industrial equipment, aircraft, weapons. Like uh, I was before, able to trouble. Sorry to interject, uh, uh-huh. Aaron. But before we segue into the next chapter of the engineering journey and cover our professional experience, I want us to pause for a second here and maybe look back on some of the lessons, insights that we've gained, you know, things that have helped us navigate uh, that portion in our life in college. Uh, Because I know there's a lot of people that could easily fit our uh, profiles and and, and backgrounds, uh, whether it be folks that are juggling marriage, family, 
and navigating college or uh, someone like you, Jason, transitioning from military into uh, civilian life and trying to start off their professional careers uh, through college. Uh, or it could be someone from a small town uh, like yourself, Juwan, and aspiring beyond that which is right there in front of them. I think these are just priceless opportunities because, you know, when you're going through those circumstances, it's so easy to feel like you're the exception rather than the norm. And uh, I just think there's an opportunity here to impart knowledge and uh, lessons that could help that given person. So uh, maybe Farron, uh, if you reflect, as you reflect back, are there things that you would, that you maybe helped you navigate that portion of your life? Yeah, and daddy life. Yeah, I had that my last year. That was, <laughs> that was, I, I think that was like the, uh, the, the extremely, yeah, I think that was probably the, the hardest moment. But, you know, as far as what helped me through, uh, you know, as I think Jawan mentioned earlier, internships were great. Um, I think you, you can in, give me a plug too. You yeah, can plug me in here first. Yeah. Go, go ahead. <laughs> Jason and, and Jawan. Yeah, like, like they, like internships are, were phenomenal. Like, and I also think going through school, um, they also helped for, at least for me, they kind of helped validate some of like those skills like okay like you get your confidence and all at least for me you get your confidence and your energy kind of going through an internship like i'm not just doing this for no reason like i'm like i'm gonna be here like full time one day and um i also like a huge part of like my support group like was you guys like you know the byrons and the um the chris's and like seeing like Jawan was Joan was ahead of me, but like I remember just seeing him always in class. He was like super focused, like like super focused, all, always like cool. But like that that was inspiring, right? Like he was one of the one of the first. I was like, man, like this guy's just killing it. Like he's a robot. Like he's just like focused. Like, he, he is a robot because he had a little oil can that he would oil up his knees right there in the middle of class. All right, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I, I got to give Jawan an opportunity to defense himself. So. Yes, please. Jawan. Like, uh, uh, <laughs> no. one of your auto-loaded responses. Hey. No, man, no. I, I, I remember, like, my first time meeting Farron. I thought he was, like, the coolest dude. Like, But, like, it just kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier, right? Like, he's, like, thinking, oh, man, he's, like, a robot. And yeah, in hindsight, okay. I'm like, man, I wish I would have, like, put more time into building relationships and like mm-hmm. trying to get to know people. Right. But like, again, I don't know if I'd be here work. today if I wasn't like a robot. That's what I was say. Yeah, Jay, like you said, you were, you had a goal. You said you were not going okay. back to a rural town to work at the, um, at the factory. So, okay. You, you said you couldn't go back there. So I'm with yeah, you. I mean, a lot of the relationships I have or, or created were like senior year. Like, yep. Uh, when I was like done, you know, and I'm like trying to, you know, start my career. So, uh, but yeah, that's that's funny. He was, he <laughs> was focused. Like, <laughs> but no, but like, but Jawan, like, really though, like, I, I want to hear like, what helps you stay focused? Because 
uh, as we all can share, like when you go to college, uh, there are so many different factors that are pulling for your time, your focus, your uh, attention. Uh, what would you say helped you, uh, you know, stay focused and committed to the grind of uh, working and then also positioning yourself career-wise uh, once you graduated? It, they may um, or may not have your last name now, so go ahead. <laughs> right. Oh, wait, go ahead definitely. Like, having, and I think this might be kind of what you guys maybe alluded to, uh, just having someone there. Like, I didn't, like you guys mentioned, have any technical um, you know, person in my family that I can go to and ask about, you know, dynamics or differential equations or, you know, solid mechanics or any of that stuff. But like, I had like my, my, my girl was there. Like, you know, it was, I don't know, there's something about that moral support that just really helped me along. But I also say, I really do love learning. So I, I really like and I love learning, but I, really don't I really didn't want to fail either so I think the two of those like really wanting to learn and, and enjoy learning and like making good grades um I remember the first time I got like a B like I almost cried like it was like one of those situations and I remember going into like uh my advisor office and being like I got a B and he was like well everybody else failed <laughs> like what are you crying about you know just like in his office and this is a real moment because I'm not a crier right but like I'm like in there my eyes are like getting all watery I'm like I'm gonna fail like uh but I just really like I enjoyed the challenge of like once you get on that track of making good grades I feel like there's something encouraging about it that makes you want to continue to do it um Juwan but I don't know. I can't curve. really point to it. <laughs> what do you say? He messed up the the the, the, the curve. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> of him, there wasn't one. <laughs> I can't really. Think, I can't really point to any one thing, man. I just really enjoyed learning, and I was just focused, man. I was so like, I just like, man, I'm a, I'm I'm doing this like, all, all bets are off. Like I'm all in. Like I'm not leaving here without a degree. So that's just kind of what's my 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 mindset. Man, I, I wish I I chatted with you because I was maybe on the other end of the spectrum when it comes to focusing. And uh, for me, I just found a lot of things when I went to school, uh, part of the freedom that you expressed, uh, Chris. Uh, uh, a lot of things that I found interest in that I tried to do simultaneously. And I think on one end, yeah, that's great. It gives you a well-rounded experience. But on the other end, there are only limited amount of hours in the day. So uh, for me, I tried, you know, to play club soccer, uh, volunteer uh, off campus, uh, do the RA experience, uh, work at conduct board, uh, tried to be, uh, you know, president of a student group and association. All, all, you know, are good things, but in the uh, in the grand scheme of it all, my purpose in being at, at school and investing the amount of money that I was investing, uh, and also the grants, just overall opportunity that I had was to uh, get an engineering degree with the uh, 
opportunity to maximize the return of that by you know po positioning myself in a career that uh, gives me the best opportunity to get a you know earning potential uh so not having that I, I think i learned the hard way the value of that so but, but i think it's it's great uh, i think farron were you going to say uh something i, I, I was going to yeah. add something yeah. um, no, oh go ahead farron um yeah no it's just uh really the sorry as far as for the, the help kind of the people coming up or in that transition uh that support group uh or just seeing people like running the same race as I did was huge. Like, so I think like rather I was effective studying with a group or not seeing people that looked like me or had similar challenges was, was clutch for me. Like even when back in the day, like junior college days with Jason, there was also another buddy, uh, Kenny, and we were all like, Kenny. like grinding it. Yeah. Like we were all grinding and going through classes. And rather we had study groups or not, the fact of like, okay, I'm not alone in this. Like, all right, cool. It's it's possible. Like somebody's doing it. And then seeing uh like I said, seeing uh like people like Jawan who were were ahead of the curve, was like, okay, well somebody's graduating. Like like someone's someone's making it. And so I think for me that was super encouraging, uh, to kind of have those people trailblazing and and running together so yeah and I, I think um metaphorically speaking um it's the, the ingredients of what you needed to do the, all of these different paths to do what juan did what abel did what jason did what farron did what i did was um was having someone in your corner you know and it comes in different um I mean, it comes in different forms then I mean, that person could be, you know, someone who's directly there with you going through the same experience. It could have been your family. Um, it could be someone that is not even, you know, knowing they're in your corner because they're just serving as an example, right? Something to motivate you. But it, it's like the journey of life. You, you, you know, we can't go at it alone. And so I think about even the times when I wasn't, um, you know, putting my best foot forward and achieving success, I still had like what seemed like a, a drove of people, family members, you know, um, um, community members, you know, church members, whoever it may be, that were all still there rooting for my success. You know, they, they still were encouraging me um, in spite of and, and rooting for me to be successful. And uh, that was something to add as a, as a motivator. And like Farron was saying, you know, you have examples uh, like how Juwan was doing or how others were being successful that was also in your corner because you were seeing people, you know, you're like, you know, they can do it. We're all still here. Um, you know, there's still, a, there's still an opportunity, right? Um, and I think that's just that's just key, you know, like you say, Stan, the, the focus element of it was probably, you know, a, a personalized, you know, uh, need where we all had areas we could have improved. But I think that um, that sense of uh, support is what made makes all these journeys in some way work. Right. It could be a buddy that you meet up with at, at JUCO and you guys click and that kind of drives it on. Right. I. I um, I joke with, um, you know, with, with Don, but uh, he's not here with us today, but, you know, Don, me borrowing that pencil from Donnell helped me, helped me in a great way 
to make it where I am today. That that pencil I didn't have. I'm completely in college. Whole purpose of being there is for school. And I don't have a pencil. Like, you know that, you know what I'm saying? Like that's where that shows where my mind was at right there. I didn't even bring a pencil to class. Right? Not like I didn't have three pencils. I didn't have one. So now I'm asking this other guy, hey man, you got a pencil? And that spurred a conversation, which spurred a friendship and you know, someone to you know, start holding me accountable for going to class and things like that. So it, those support systems come in different forms. Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's a good point. But I want to point out one of the themes that I'm I'm hearing reoccurring, and I think Jawan got it first. Um, at some point, all of us got it because uh, that focus. I, I I got real focus when I got to school, just because. You know, I, I came out of the military. I was like, okay, I'm 20 something years old. And then my classmates are a bunch of teeny boppers. I'm low on patience. I still have a very aggressive manner from being in the military. <laughs> and I'm, I'm trying to assimilate into society from coming back from being in the military. So for me, I was like, man, I, I gotta get out of here. I got to get out of here. And I got, I'm, I'm falling behind. And like all my peers, they have careers, they finish college, and I'm just getting out in the military. So, you know, when I when I hit NC State, I finished NC State in two years. I took six engineering classes, went through during the summer. I was like, I'm getting out of here. Give me a give me a B, give me a C. I'm out of here. I need to make money. Looking back now on my journey, I would say two things. One. You have to be focused. Use your time wisely. You don't have to be focused all the time. You just have to, when you sit down to study, you actually study. And when you go to do something else, you actually do that thing. You can't do two things at once. You actually have to put in the time because to me, it's more of a teaching you a mindset of thinking, a way of thinking. And going through all those classes is just you know, modifying your mind to think one way. The other thing I would say, looking back, is that, you know, I was such in a rush. I was so focused. And we all had our strategy of getting through. But you have time. You do have time. It feels like you don't have time. You feel like every decision is the end. But you do have time. If your focus, if you just stay steady fast, and if you want to be an engineer, you'll be an engineer. That'll work. Because I've had more no's and more this is something impossible than I can count. My guidance counselor, when I was going to school, they made me take a test coming from the military. And my test said I could be a military police or a police officer. So he like, you sure you want to do engineering? All your test scores say that you should be in the military. At the time, I was already ahead of the game, so I already took Calc 1, Calc 2. So I was like, hey, man, listen, I don't need your crap. I'm going to do engineering. (laughs) I already took Calc 1, Calc 2. I'm doing engineering. My first school that I I actually, I was going to go to Georgia Tech. I said in my high school grades. (laughs) My wife asked for this story. (laughs) So the counselor called me back because, again, my high school grades were Terrible. So the counselor called me back. He's like, yeah, 
So you you want to come to this school? It was Georgia Tech. I said, yeah. He said, have you seen your grades? Disrespectful. My guy's ruthless. That's a ruthless counselor. Before you before you come here. So I think again, focus. You know, you know, just if this is something you want to do, just you focus in and you just take the steady path one class at a time. You know, I, I took over, I audited statics the first time I take it, because I was like, what? I had a, um, he was a PhD student, mean. I thought he was funny. He's the boy of my blood. He was like, okay, guys, if you made a C on the first test, and you made a D on this test, you should drop the class. But don't worry. It's offered next semester. I do cool, man. And he would just he would sit up with a smile and he would go back to the board. I was like, wow. I'm in the back of the class fuming like he's talking to me. I'm like, <laughs> It's like a mind. Oh, it reminds me of uh, Dr. Reed. Uh, does anybody remember Dr. Dr. Reed? Oh, yeah. man, I love Dr. Reed. You didn't like Dr. Reed? No, but <laughs> like he, he plays a lot of, uh, I don't know if it's sarcasm or mental games oh. to, to kind of challenge you. We'll <laughs> complain, you know, we'll say, oh, man, the homework was like so hard. And he'll be like, oh, do you want the big violin or the. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead jason yeah absolutely so I, I think that's the two themes i see here like you know juan caught it early he focused you know chris you messed up in the beginning you focused in uh you know uh farron you know you you couldn't help but focus you had so many balls to juggle you had time to do nothing but the thing that you were supposed to do and abel you know you you were unfocused in the beginning going to all these clubs but you still you know, manage to focus in to pass the classes. Yeah, I'm, so I'm I think still focus... trying to focus, man. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think one thing I, I would like to add is, uh, you know, also just the opportunity you have to build relationship with the uh, professors, man. Like, I know, I don't know why it took me so long to see them just as people, you know, that have traveled the path that I'm on, you know, People building were in your corner. Yeah, right. absolutely. Shout out to the ECU professors, man. Yes. Yeah. Like I've had, I don't know. I, I had like this, uh, uh, what would you say, Farron? Yeah. D2. D2 is phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, there's a lot of people we can go down the list, but that had the best interest of, in, in our success, you know, as students. And, you know, if you can go the extra mile to go to their office, uh, you know, their, their office hours uh, and sit down, talk to them and really just have open, candid conversations, the amount of support, wisdom you can gain from that. I feel like that's something that I, I realized towards the latter end of my collegiate uh, experience that I think 
left a lot of opportunities uh, on the table uh, per se. Uh, so I think that's that's a valuable resource that can uh, help anyone that's uh, currently on that path. You know, I will say the thing I wish, uh, as far as, like, I agree with that. I think the also an asset I don't think I really utilized while in school was the internet <laughs> like like i know as simple as it sounds but i feel like i didn't do enough uh googling and researching while in school i felt like it was very like all right i'm like i don't, I don't think i really identified all the resources that were available um while in school i don't know if that's because i was kind of like in survival mode most of the time what but the, yeah the teachers for sure and then really just something as simple as googling i think more often would have helped yeah but i would say like you know that was like somewhat in its infancy stage relatively speaking you know right now we all have uh you know phones with touch screens that you can browse uh youtube anything i think at that point but it know. wasn't that long ago that we was in school now. I mean, he trying to like, well, I mean, what he you doing? To, like, we went <laughs> in. Who had a touch screen phone was, when uh, we were in school? Bro, what are you talking about? Yeah, we, we all did. Did. We, we had Ask Jeeves. It, it yeah. might have been Google, but we had Ask Jeeves. House Party <laughs> was not the number one movie in the world when we went to school, okay? <laughs> yeah, but Google wasn't even that good. Like, it was good to find some things, but it... it I don't feel like the internet was that great either. Uh, maybe, maybe so, but I do feel like I'm like, man, I could have just. Jay, I mean, I, I know YouTube wasn't that big, you know, uh, seven or eight years ago, or I guess close to a decade now. But yeah, yeah, that would have made some certain things easier. But yeah, I think I think Abel on your kind of on your thought. I think for me, sometime I. I didn't recognize that teachers were there to help, at least the majority of them. Um, I don't know, Dr. Castle and uh, Dr. Yeah had their moments. But I will say, um, yeah, I think I kind of looked at them as, in some cases, as barriers until like the end, end of, you know, maybe senior year. And then I think I started utilizing office hours. But until then, I'm just like, man, all these teachers, all of this work, I just need to get through it. <laughs> I don't want to talk to anybody. As you, get <laughs> you didn't realize they were in your corner. You know, right. it's like you, you, yeah. you viewed them as an adversary. And I, I got to say, you know, I don't know how much of that is, um, you know, like you said, about part of the trans transition between, um, you know, high school level academia and uh, or maybe like like public school, depending on where you went and going to like a, a university where um the, the especially the professors in your major, you know, they are like they're there for you. You know, they're there. That's their goal. They they're most times living out a part of their passion, you know, to teach and share with you um, knowledge on certain subject matter. And so, you know, they want you to be successful. You know, they know not everyone's going to be Juwan, but they want you to be successful. And, and so and everybody doesn't have to be Juwan. Like this is a testament. They can't. Right? Right, like, shut up, dude. Sure, they can, <laughs> but like, we're all 
in a position where we could say we we made it to some level, right? So and that's what's important. I don't think they can't because you know a, a bell is walking down uh, the the brickway and some guys uh, out in the the middle uh, by the grass they kicked the soccer ball over to him and see a bell actually picked it up, kicked it back, started playing with them. Juwan saw that soccer ball and he just stepped over it and kept. Oh walking. yeah, definitely, definitely not kicking the soccer ball back. <laughs> You had to come get your soccer ball. I'm sure he can hold his own, man. Man, there sure is a lot of uh, practical and rich, insightful content to take away from all that's been discussed. I think for me personally, I noted three key takeaways. The first being the value of focusing and prioritizing tasks. After all, you only have 24 hours in a day. Second, the importance of building strong support networks, which includes fellow students, and more importantly, faculty, or I'd like to call them the gatekeepers. <laughs> and then third, and maybe more obvious, is just uh, the thing that you can't find a substitute for, which is just the hard work of studying and building your practical knowledge. So it's our hope that to those listeners out there that might be a student athlete or someone transitioning from the military or in some cases even juggling family and marriage as you're going through college, you can take away some of these lessons and make them your own. Our hope is for our stories not to serve as a model to replicate, but to build upon. So once again, thank you for joining us. I do hope you join us for part three of this series, where we will discuss our transition into professional career and provide insight on how to be successful. So once again, thank you for joining us and supporting the Blacksmith Podcast.